Welcome into Musings on Madison. It's your host, Dave Melton, the site manager for Second City Hockey, and we've got a little bit of a curveball with today's podcast. That's because if you're a Blackhawks fan, you know all the things that happened on Thursday. It was a crazy roller coaster day with a whole bunch of trades and all these things happening. So what you're going to get in this episode is a 20, 30 minutes or so that were recorded about an hour or two after the Alex DeBrinkett trade when we were all still full of F-bombs and everything else, uh, as pretty much everyone in the Blackhawks fan base was. And then three or four hours later, because a whole bunch of other things happened, we decided to record a second episode with a little bit more hindsight, and maybe we were calmed down and maybe we'd gotten all the F-bombs out of our system. So you've got two episodes within one that were recorded all in the same day, but in very different frames of mind because of everything that was happening that day. But uh, we just thought it would be more entertaining to put it all together, so we hope you all enjoy it, and here it is. Love is a burning thing. Welcome into another episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. You know why we're here, so let's get right into it. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager at Second City Hockey. I'm on Twitter at DML57. I'm going to bring in all my line mates really quick this evening because we got a whole bunch of shit to get to. Up first, the analytics styling of Second City Hockey on Twitter at Shepherd Price. It's Shepherd Price. All right, I'm going to get one joke out of the way just because otherwise I'm not going to be funny this this episode. Uh, I am so sorry to Mark Stone and Shea Theodore because uh, every single Blackhawk uh, jersey I've, I've ever owned now has either ended in a trade of that player or with the exception of one, and that one is Dylan Strom. So, uh, <laughs> well, I am right. so sorry to those two guys in one Vegas. Okay, go buy a Reese Johnson jersey. Up next, he is a second city hockey. What Patrick Stump is the follow up boy. He's on Twitter at Mill182. It's Mill Savage. We went down, down in a way earlier around with this fucking Hawks trade, let me tell hey, you. Yeah, thanks for the memories. Yeah, yeah, peace out. <laughs> also with us this evening, she's not on Twitter, but you can find her at sickandsidehockey.com under the name LBR. It is the Second City Hockey Boolean Wall of Text, Betsy. Uh, I threw something when the trade came through, and um, I cracked my window. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even throw it that hard. I just kind of like toss sticks i was like what the and yeah i cracked a window in my childhood bedroom it's a perfect segue into getting right into it panel um uh, what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck why i'm about to crack because of this just to let you guys know i'm cracking the 24 ounce modello right now so sky point alex to break it a first round pick, too. A first round pick and a second and a third. That's the oh Thomas Tatar The third trade. isn't even that's, for a couple of years. That's oh, the no. Thomas Tatar trade. <laughs> they got the same value as Detroit did for Thomas Tatar. Why do you have to hurt me like this, Jay? I didn't need to know that. Did they get more for Hagel? Like legitimately, like mm. I two players. You, I know it's too late first round picks, not it's a, a top little, ten pick, but it's a lot closer than it fucking should be. I think it's a little early to find. Like I mean, let's just be fair. Like it's hard to judge those two right now. Like, oh, it could oh, be. It be could fair be fair now, Mill. I don't want to be fair. I want to yell. I, well, that's fine. I, but I'm saying I, no. You're you're right though. You are I mean, correct. I mean, looking at this from a pure trade value, like pick value, like let's just take the players out of the Hagel trade because. Who knows what they'll become? Because they're twenty-four too, so I'm assuming they got to be going, right? Can't have anybody 
<laughs> on the team. It's oh, young yeah. and good, yeah. right? Yeah, might as well trade Radish um, too. So if you look at trade like pick value normally in a normal draft, this is not a normal draft, this is a murky draft. Um anything in the late twenties is really like closer to a third than it is anything else in in the first round pick. This is they at least got a seven. You're like, oh okay. Well, because this draft is so murky. That's closer to like a 15 in a normal draft. Like it's just not as valuable as a normal draft. It could be, you could always, it's a crapshoot. You could always pick like the best player ever could be in that, that spot, but it is way more of a gamble in this draft than any other, like even any other draft. I feel like, like it's just, there's, and, oh, I don't like and it. You, I, and you I, traded oh. away like as proven of a commodity as you can have in the NHL, a guy who has scored two goals, two 40 goal seasons, who is 24 years old. Yeah, he's going to need a lot of money in a year, but good players cost money. That's how this fucking league works. You have to yes. pay players to keep them on your team. And you supplement those players with good young players on entry level deals or young or uh, early bridge deals. And that's how you win a championship or several that's how this team used to do this. Yeah, well, they're going to start over. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, I've seen analysts. I've also seen analysts say that this is a six, that there's like for sure like six prospects at the top of this draft. They're like, oh, it's very clear that these what, six players are the, was, top, are the best, are the best, are the best picks in this draft. The Blackhawks have picked number seven. I don't even think they miss out on all. They should miss out on all six of those guys. It's like the year they got the number three pick, uh, and like oh two or oh three when uh, one was Crosby, two was Ovechkin, and three was Cam Barker. You know, <laughs> I like want. They got. It's like when they got pick number three the year that it was Alexis Lafreniere and Capo Caco. Well, I want. I want to throw this. <laughs> no, wait. Those are the same. Never mind. Not Lafreniere and Caco, but still a top. It's a clear top two. Go ahead, Mel. I just want to throw this out there. I think. It's extremely valid that we're all pissed about the bracket because there's no way they should have traded him at his age and what he is. Uh, I think the pick side of it is the to be determined part. Like I can't get mad about the pick until they pick another Kirby Doc. Like, yeah. you know uh, what I mean? Or it's I like I agree with Mill that that they could get a very good player at seven, and it's just stupid no, to trade the bracket. Yeah, it's just that the return value is so low when you look yes. at what because it's. I brought this up in the comments, but like one of the reasons that Stan Bowman started to be a really bad GM is that he started trading players before there was really any extreme pressure to trade them. And the two best ones are Brandon Saad did not have to be traded that first time. They had all the power in the world. They were like, oh, we're scared about an offer sheet. Well, then fucking take the picks or comp it. You had the space for it. Don't be a oh a coward and, yeah, and imagine having two, sod and panarin yeah and then two panarin there's just no reason to trade panarin right then there is just no absolute and even if you did have to trade both those guys at that point the return was still shitty that is what is happening here there was no if the return was this bad then wait <laughs> that that leads exactly to what the one the one thing that is came out like in the last hour or so that has been more and more infuriating. So I was at the press conference when they introduced Luke Richardson as the head coach. And I remember near the end, somebody asked Kyle Davidson about acquiring a first round pick in this year's draft. And I'm going to read this quote verbatim because it stuck with me uh, leading into this week with everything that was going on. Davidson's exact words. It would be nice. We don't have one right now and it would be nice to have one, but again, we're not going to force anything. 
I think when you're trying to make something happen, that's when you make mistakes. We'll see what's there. And if we can get into the first round, absolutely, we'd like to. It just might not be available to us. We'll kind of take what comes. Emphasis added by me, obviously. And then on top of that, Elliot Friedman was on the NHL Network, uh, the Sportsnet reporter. And he said, this is Elliot Friedman's exact words. Looking at the return, it just says to me that at some point in time, the Blackhawks said, we are making this trade. So a week ago, they said, we're not going to force anything because that's when you make mistakes. And then it looks like they forced something and made mistakes. Well, I think this tells us two things. It's pretty clear that they're going to start from the ground up. Like, if you don't keep the brinket, then who should you keep? Right? Well, apparently, no. Kane, Taves, and, well, and maybe Seth Jones. Although okay, Seth Jones but that's come up in the like, rumors. Like that's that's down the road. Like they have like the brinket had to be the first domino to fall if they're going to do everything. Right. Because but my other. Go ahead, Mel. I would say the other thing, though, is I would expect them, if they're really going to tear this shit down like that, I think that they're going to start taking on bad contracts so they could get big hauls. Well, like, yeah. If they're looking for picks and stuff like that, like, this might be a very, very, very bad team next year. <laughs> like, I uh, I don't think we're prepared for how bad it might be, honestly. No, like, it's going to be brutal. <laughs> yeah, if, if anybody watched, like, 20 Arizona Coyotes games this season. <laughs> like that, that might be the level of like play we see. From the, the, only, the only difference is the Hawks get to have their logo at sunrise. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, <laughs> who cares at this point? No, I I, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I'm like, I, the thing I wrote Thursday, this morning, I wrote it last night. Like I, like I understood the logic behind trading Alex to bring it. Because like the two rows from here was either you tear it all down, trade everyone away and try and completely start over and maybe be good again in like four or five years. The other path was that seemed available was you keep to bring it around, you keep Kane around, maybe Strom, and then you just kind of slowly try to assemble a team with those guys as your fixtures up top. Neither option was a great one. So I like, I, I can't really be upset that it seems like they're going the full rebuild route. It's just the X. Ex- oh, once again, the execution of the plan seems like it's shit. And then that, that it not only concerns me like with, you know, what the, what the players are going to get in the draft, but it also it just concerns like down the road when they have to make other m- trades, like, are they going to fuck up those trades too? Are they going to be able to draft and develop talent because they're making the same mistakes they made with the prior regime. And now they're doing the same thing. And it's just, it makes me think that they're never going to be good. Maybe they're not paying him because they're going to help pay for the roof. That's going to go on soldier field. <laughs> okay. Oh here's, here's, God, here's, no. here's my thing. Here's my thing is, is that I, I going back to a point I made when Kyle Davidson was hired. This is the past regime. This is the guy. This is the, this is the assistant who was groomed by fucking Bowman. What did y'all expect? Well, like, he should never have been the fucking pick. It well, was like, I was willing. I was willing to uh, to allow Kyle Davidson the opportunity to prove that he was not just the protege of that. But and he just proved if, that he is. I mean, I, I don't have an argument. I can't tell you you're wrong. That that's what sucks. Like I, I there's no there's well, no recourse from here for there's no recourse towards a positive thing. Like it's all negative. Pessimism this, is taking over. Go ahead. This Mel. does indicate something though. And this is my, just my thought process. Cause you guys are all right. You clearly could have traded him before the season was done at the deadline. There must be somebody that they want in this draft. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but no, now, that, why else would they do it? Well, 
I don't doubt that they want somebody in this draft, but like, it's so they could have gotten more than just the draft. Oh, I agree. I agree with that. I'm not really defending it. I'm just saying I'm trying to like decipher what the fuck they're thinking. I think that they want to tear it all down and they want to move on from the past guys and force like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Kane was very specific in his exit interviews. He mentioned two players that he was like, these are my guys, right? At, not just in his exit interviews, but throughout the season. Strom, who we have, the reports are that he's not going to be qualified, and Brinkett, yeah. who they've traded. Why would he want to stay? You've, I mean. Well, this could be to get Kane to, to wave his no move. Sure, but you're not going to get that much for Kane. They just got no. shit. Well, no, no. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Like that side of the argument, I agree with. Again, I'm just looking at this from the point of like, what are they thinking? You know what I mean? Oh, I. You're they're totally not thinking, right. Mill. They're no, not. They're not. You know, Mill's Mill's completely right. It's just that the like we keep saying the execution of it is just dumb. We yeah, I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not saying they're not morons. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying that since like 2017. And it's and if the idea is like, oh, we got to get rid of every player that was here before we took over, like that's a fucking stupid philosophy. Just, just, just to fuck with Betsy, they're gonna get rid of exactly what you said, everybody except Reese Johnson. Who's gonna play center on this team next year? Because like they're there's talk about them trading Kirby Doc, Strom's leaving. Tame's Honestly, probably- Dave, you might have a shot. <laughs> okay, finally. But here's here's why free agency exists. Here's like 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 a, a guy. No, I know. And, and have like they're gonna yeah. sign fifteen Matias Jan marks. I'm gonna tweet yeah. the Hawks. I'm gonna they follow me, so I'm gonna tweet them. So they probably won't see it, but maybe they'll see it. Ovechkin, when you cowards? <laughs> <laughs> Crosby, Malkin when? when? Yeah, Malkin, Malkin, Malkin when? Malkin, yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's just gonna play center on this team. Is that Scotty Malkin? Latang, Latang just got paid, so he might Malkin. Might Did you be gone. see the Instagram? reply that Malkin did to that post because it was like oh, I hope I don't have to play you next year or so like it was like I hope I don't have to play against you next year it was very like Malkin was like see I know what's up did you that see was, that the city well, of Chicago uh, the Blackhawks uh, posted about the Debrinket trade on Instagram and the city of Chicago just responded with a capital L the city yeah, of Chicago the, the, the city of Instagram Chicago. account dunked on the Blackhawks like yeah because the city of Chicago is an S tier city in, in terms of the world the sports the sports teams in Chicago uh, right now are a fucking embarrassment uh, except uh, the, for the I women's say, teams the men's teams except for the, the women's yeah, teams the, we, Shay and I were talking about this on Twitter the women's teams are actually good all the men's teams are trash yeah that's and, fair uh, and I swear to god if one more person tries to talk me into the sh- in the Rosemont Wolves I swear to god I'm gonna shut down Twitter the have Wolves, you guys yeah, I was going to say, have you guys looked like so, you know, I, I follow prospects decently, mostly the U.S. and the Canada Junior Leagues. I'm not as good familiar as overseas, but like I put together that, you know, article as quick as possible, mostly yes. with their people. But I'm sure tr- I was like looking, I was trying to think who who's going to be here, like even in like a couple of years. Like I'm just, I was trying to get wrap my head around. Cause like the better guys that I quoted in there are probably going to be gone. They're in the top like six ish. And then I'm like, who's it going to be? Who's going to well, be the shocker guy? This is the thing. In my opinion, it, it's all about pedigree and good coaching. Like if you have the, the tools, you need coaches to help put together. And you guys said that a lot this year about guys like doc. 
Um, so if this coaching doesn't suck, we'll see what happens. But if this coach sucks, they're well, really screwed. I'll go ahead and say that <laughs> almost every U.S.-born player is going to college next year. Um, all the ones that were in the USDP are Good for already like going to be in college and they're going to be there for a couple of years. Some of them are going to like, there's a couple that are going to Michigan and that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to see them in those programs because they all have good programs. So there's, there's the goodness in that, you know? Um, uh, So some development can happen there and hopefully they don't rush them, but it does mean that this whole rebuild, they kept saying, Oh, I think it can happen sooner than you expect. Even um, Richardson said that. There's no way. Oh yeah, like there's just no way. That well, the way happening. the way that it happens is if you hit a home run two years in a row, and they already did that well, like 15 years ago. Literally, somebody <laughs> pointed out that in the in the comments was like, "Well, the last ten, other than St. Louis, had at least one first or second overall pick," and. um so, like, they were like, that's the that's got to be your first criteria, you know, ignoring the fact that a ton of teams get first and second round picks many times more than a row. And then also this wasn't a first or a second pick. But every single one of them took more than five years after one of those picks. Like, not a single one of them was within five years until you'd go all the way back to 2009, 2010's cup teams with Kane, Taves, Malkin, yeah. Crosby. Yeah, Before like, that, it's there's a there's a big gap, and the Blackhawks aren't even picking one or two. They might look into it next year. So if you do the math, and it's like they luck into a one or two next year, and that happens to work out similarly, let's say to Colorado, um, which it won't, but you know, uh, you're still looking at what 2013 was when McKinnon was picked. That's a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I mean. All right, but hold on. You got to adjust for for Patrick Waugh being the coach. That yeah. that, that screwed them at least. That's fair. But but still, just getting back to like the Blackhawks. Like I I've, I've been trying to think about like when they're going to be good again. And I'm, I'm like, I'll, when are they just going to make the playoffs again? And like <laughs> playoffs. Yeah, don't, don't, they don't talk about the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. Like, I mean, it's like my my initial thought is like the 2025, 2026 season. And that's if so many pieces have to, so many things have to work together. That's my, my biggest fear with this idea of tearing the entire thing down and completely starting from scratch. You have to get 18 skaters and two goalies, and they all need to be NHL level to win in today's NHL. You can't ride one line or one pairing or one hot goalie to the cup anymore. It doesn't happen. You need a team. And the Hawks are like, they're essentially, it seems like they're just starting from the very basic, just they're starting from scratch. And they have like one player. Yeah. That might be NHL level in 25, 26. And they're talking about trading. Who? Doc. Okay. I I thought you were talking about uh, Lucas. Reichel. And like Reichel, like he hasn't done anything to disprove that he's not going to be an NHL player, but he's the only like prospect that's well. I'd say he's the only like offensive. top top offensive. line, yeah, Ford. Pro- they, need, they need eleven Fords. I think the key <laughs> idea here is is that it's frustrating about taking time because they've been wasting so much time. Yeah. Like if you look, if you look at the last, I, I mean, I, I'll say twenty seventeen was the Pred sweep, right? Yes, sixteen so, was was the the seven game to the the team we Brian, shot at. Yeah, Elliot. So, 
just stonewalling them. There was no reason. So five years. Okay. Five years since that. But if you really look at the, we'll, we'll throw the number eight years out there. Like you said, Betsy for the McKinnon thing to win or not. Is it nine years? Eight, uh, nine years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, fuck in nine years, Alex DeBrinket is going to be 33. Yeah. But I'm not saying it should take that long. I'm just saying it might take that long with Alex DeBrinket on the thing. That's my problem. Yeah. There's, there's two routes you take here. You have their, Tearing it all down, which is going to take time. And I actually had no problem with doing that, even to the point of trading Alec Dabrinkit. But would the Blackhawks have been quicker if they had kept Alex Dabrinkit around and traded other things? The problem, of course, being Alex Dabrinkit was their best player to trade, but then Mm -hmm. they got shit for him. So it's like it was this like chicken and egg situation of, should they trade him? Should they not to start the rebuild? Or was he better for the rebuild? Doesn't matter anymore because they got a shit return. So what you're saying anyway. is the Hawks don't know order of operations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I, I thought like and, and the, the other key point here that I, I don't think we got to yet is that the Ottawa Senators have a loaded prospect pool. They have so many excellent young players. Like I, I think I would have rather had one of those guys than this third round pick in 2024. I mean, well, I, again, that's what leads me to believe that they have their eye on somebody. Yeah. Well, that's, I just, and even if I they do true. cool, but then they're still like, just the return is so underwhelming. So, that's, so that's they're going to have back, sense. they're going to have back to back picks then in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there'll be seven, 30 and, 30 and 39 and then 57, something like that. I, I hope hmm. that, you know, cause there was a report that, Davidson turned down a. I was going to bring this up. Yeah. Top 10 pick and then another first round pick and another draft. I can't remember if it was top 10 or top five, but I hope we figure, I hope the rumor of whatever that was comes around so that we can be like either, okay, it's good he turned that down because it wasn't as good, or I hope, like, I want to know because that, that particular, like, the particulars of that would depend because that said, it was two first round picks and a, at least a B prospect. I think. Uh, am I mis- am I misremembering that, Shay? No, I think you're right. Yeah. So that feels like to me a slightly better deal oh, than they sure. got now, at the very least. Yeah. Um, so I, I to me, I think that they definitely want somebody in this draft class, but I think that just having a draft pick in the first round was a bigger priority. And Davidson waited too long and got screwed. Like, and then he took the desperate, because again, what you pointed out at the beginning um, was, uh, Dave, that his first remarks were, well, we're not really going to trade him unless something wilds us. And then towards the end, it became very desperate sounding from everybody. It became, wow, seven. Yeah, I I was actually going to bring something else up. Apparently, Davidson and Dorian were already talking because uh, Dorian offered Davidson 16 to take Matt Murray. So this might have just been like Davidson was like, okay, I'm already talking to the Senators. Let's just take whatever the best offer the Senators have instead of, you know, shopping around a 24-year-old 40-goal scorer. Well, I mean, they did say that they talked to the Devils and the Flyers, both of whom have. Okay, can I ask you guys a question? No, I, I have <laughs> I I have no doubt in my mind that Alex Dabrinka is legit. But what does he look like away from Kane? Do you guys have your numbers in front I, of you? I I don't have like 
I know he's great. I'm just asking the question. So the sample size of him away from Kane is very small, but the sample size of him with just Strom and him is very good. There is almost no sample size of, of Debrinkit away from both of them. Um, so I but, guess we'll find out. Yeah, but I I mean, he's going to a center's team that's going to play him with maybe not Kane caliber players, but when it checks her up there. I, uh, no, no, I get that. I just yeah. ask because the way defense Stutzel? is... Is uh, Stutzel the center there? Stoitzel will probably yeah. be the center, yeah. I think Debrinkit will do excellently up there, but I also think that the way that the numbers work with Kane and Debrinkit is that Kane positively influences Debrinkit slightly more than Debrinkit influences Kane. But, like... <sighs> That might just be their like the cane. That's just how Kane is, you know. Like that's that's how all things so, work. Kane's right, Kane's a Kane's a center that plays on the wing, so it's yeah. really hard to defend him. And the it's thing, not that it's not that big of a margin. Kane's just better. The, the thing I I just sent the uh, Silver Sevens is the Ottawa Senators SB Nation blog, and they reached out for some uh, info on Debrinket. Uh They asked about like strengths and weaknesses, and I I, I the thing I put was that. I feel like to bring it by himself is probably only like a 25 to 30 goal score by himself. Only. Yeah. Only. Right. But if you put him with other good top line talent that can put him in scoring positions, like as he gets into his mid and late twenties, like he could flirt with 50. Okay. Well, it's been improving too. Yeah. He like, he's, he was playing the better the penalty skater kill last season. Like he keeps getting better at hockey, Yeah, I mean, which is again, another level of the frustration yeah, of the, the lack of return. Just look at his defense. Like, if we're talking like whole, like, so Kane obviously positively impacts Debrinket more offensively, but I think Debrinket is just much, much better defensively. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a, he's engaged. I mean, Kane isn't. Oh, hey, the um, Minnesota Wild <laughs> just re-signed Mike Andre Fleury. Two years, seven million. Good for yeah. him. Good for him. They need him. <laughs> at least he's not in Chicago. We'll get to see him several times though. He's probably going to kick the Hawks' ass. <laughs> he won't need to. He'll, oh, he'll make 15 saves as the Hawks would have Yeah, the Hawks are going to be Jim Carrey and Liar Liar kicking <laughs> their own ass. <laughs> um, I I just I, – I'm trying to find, like, something to cling to for going forward. For me. And I well, just, cling I, to – you can cling to, I think – like I said, I don't. I'm I'm disappointed in this draft in general, but I, there are some good kids in this draft. I think people are going to if if one of the defensemen fall because people are really excited for because there's two defensemen in this class at least that are like probably first pairing. Um, I don't think either one of them really are going to drop that far. But what if it what if it happens? Um, and that, like, but there's, I think people are going to be like, there's a lot of small guys in the top too. There's not like huge, mm-hmm. huge guys. So you're almost picking up another. Yeah. The one, the one kid in the second round, the uh, uh, Swedish kid who's like six, seven or not Swedish. He's plays in the, in the queue. He's like six, seven. Yeah. It's like somebody's going to pick him purely for size. And then the rest of them are like good players. <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, he might Marco, be good too. Marco, no, no, Marco Casper could get picked, and I would like him a lot. Casper's no. a center, right? Yeah. Now I'm worried about which team is going to pick that guy just because he's large. Large. Uh, the Hawks, probably. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, it's not fun right now, y'all. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, like, it's that's not. the thing. Like, even it, it's, I, I think it's even 
like as, as the more I think about it, like yeah, the the Brigitte trade, like I I don't like the fact that they traded him. I can get the I can get the logic behind it, even if I hate the execution. I think it's more just this is a significant vote uh, uh, against having confidence in the people who are now in charge. And like if you like this rebuild thing is going to work, these people, Kyle Davidson and his whole staff have to hit a lot of home runs tomorrow. I think when I said mean, earlier and this this was their first chance and they popped out to the first baseman. So, I'm just going to be on. And then everybody in the stu- stands stood up and cheered at first uh, off the bat. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's no. the Chicago way. But uh, in all seriousness, I do think that they might be like really like draft lottery hopeful because they might like I don't think Alex DeBrickett can win you that many games by himself with this what? roster. But he, they probably said in a handful that he will. Fuck that. We want to lose every game. No, that's true. And I just, I, I just hate the the principle of trying to lose to get Connor Bedard. I just they wanted the tank. They were already gonna be like, <laughs> like you. They were trying to win last season, and they were twenty sixth or twenty seventh in the NHL. So it was. It ain't that difficult to be well, bad. Well, okay, but again. We stressed all, all 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 along the season. What if there's better coaching than the two people who are coaching this team? Yeah. What if Luke Richardson turns out to be like an actually competent and good? Yeah, head but coach? they've already lost some play. First of all, they don't have a goaltender that <laughs> right there okay. at all. Yeah, and they do, do not have an NHL goalie under contract. They do not have a top. <laughs> they do not currently have a top six quality center. Oh, just wait, Laurent Brassois is coming soon. Um, and I mean, just those two, and they lost one of their top four defensemen um, in Dehan. And say what you will about him, he was arguably a little bit better than Connor Murphy this year. Like. He they was were at, on par with each other because he Murphy was at minimum an NHL level defenseman. Which he was at minimum a second pairing. <laughs> All right, even, let's, okay. the, let's get ready. Let's see the Jake McCabe trade, folks. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I mean, the next trade is Seth Jones. I mean, well, I'm just, I'm just luck. saying, like they've already lost enough pieces that they could have been worse than last year, even with better <laughs> coaching. I think the the problem too is if you're one of us four, you have to watch the games actively and critically when you're covering them. <laughs> so it's like trying to fucking watch this team and then like not passively, but actually watch what the fuck's going on. They're so bad. Yeah, I it's it's next next season is going to be rough, and it's like a full 82 game season with no like Olympics at the moment, no like pandemic induced delays or anything. So. Uh, I think we, I think I said this before, like last summer, but I feel like we're about to learn just how long an 82 game season really is. Cause you kind of forgot after the 70 game season and then the 56, I think game season. And now we're again, you know, we're I think, I think one of the things we can do for content this season is talk to the Detroit Red Wings, the to wing it in Motown Abs- and, absolutely and, not. and and the I Arizona Coyotes. And be like, I, how long? How long can a long, a long season be? I'm just gonna I mean, be like, I, I'm, I'm gonna, okay with it for Detroit. I'm gonna call up the Ottawa people, and just be like, "How's Alex doing?" <laughs> Hi, I'd like to talk uh, to like Alex, Columbus, Columbus people and ask about uh, Adam Boquist. Yeah, um, he signed a pretty decent deal. Yeah, he got, yeah, he he got, got a good bridge bad. deal. Hey, a, um, first, a first round pick that signs a contract somewhere. So, wow. So, switching to like potential because Shay brought this up, but Seth Jones. So we could probably, I don't know if we actually should believe everything Davidson says since he just lied about <laughs> <laughs> I told you, um, liar, liar. Right. 
But the pen is did, blue. They did say that they weren't <laughs> going to trade Kane Taves or Jones unless one of them came to them and said they wanted to waive their clause. Yet there have now been several reports of them shopping Seth Jones. So do you think he was like, look, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I did really good this year. I'd like to go somewhere else now since you're rebuilding. Or do you think that they were just shopping him anyway? I think that he probably is open to going to a better situation for him. Yes. But I, I imagine being, at some point he wants to win. Like he's well, right, but like, pretty bad teams. I, I, I doubt that Seth Jones went in there and like demanded a trade. I think. Oh, I don't think he did either. I think he, I, I don't mean like, hey, trade me right now. Yeah. I just think they probably said, hey, Seth, we're going to see what like if a better situation for you because we're going to tear it down. And he's probably like, cool. Honestly, yeah, like if, if Davidson didn't do that, it's like not doing his job. Like, right. You know, and and Jones is getting paid anyways. Yeah. I totally understand that. I just, the way that Davidson worded it was, we're not even going to entertain those because we're not going to ask them to wave, yeah. you know, like it's got to be their choice, which well, was yeah. always a stupid. Maybe he thought he was just like playing, uh, throwing up the smoke screen in the media and he was outsmarting everyone. I know Flurry uh, just saw this on my phone. I know he's older, but they got a pretty good deal for him. Two yeah. years is good. Like, I mean, two, two years at three and a half average. That's not bad for him. No. He had a bad playoffs, but like, like they all kind of did, though, didn't they? It's the Minnesota Wild. They always have a bad Yeah, playoff. they are the bad playoffs. As long as they can keep Kaprizov out of the Russian army, they mean they'll be okay. Jesus. That's yeah, whole... keep him going. Keep him going. Uh, what's the haircut place that he's in the ad for? <laughs> Quick cuts. Quick cut sports clips. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, the Jones thing. Uh, who are the takers, though, for him? Yeah, right? who, could, who could even pick him up? The- I have no okay, idea. again, if the Blackhawks are willing to retain like $3.5 million, oh. I know it's over eight years, but there's a lot to ask. But I think a lot of teams are interested in Seth Jones. If it's and honestly, six. when you first said that, and I was like, oh, man, that's eight years, I, was, I wasn't thinking about, hey, it's probably going to take like eight years before – they're even in contention. So, hey, you know what? Do it. <laughs> you know what? If if thirty five year old Chris Letang just signed a six year deal, I think you know they'll they'll LTIR retire him wherever he ends up. Hey, what about the Oilers? <laughs> yeah, Seth Jones. Even if they just like ate like two million or something like that, or like one point five, that's not bad. Seth Jones. <laughs> Seth Jones for Duncan Keith. Although if Keith <laughs> retires, uh, the Hawks are going to chew up his cap too. Yeah. 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 Hawks but it's are... only for, it's only this season. It's 5.5 well, for this season. And then like one something for the, the it's rest, just right? funny to me. It's, and it's, oh, and it's not, hilariously dumb. But it's and it's not like the Hawks are going to be up against the salary cap ceiling anytime soon because yeah, they don't you have, have to have time. good players to do. <laughs> Ovechkin win. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Kane, like send him to the Rangers so he can be reunited with Panarin. Don't they need, they have lots of cap space right now, right? And they you have don't good have prospects. anybody, right? Huh? And they also have good prospects. They yeah, do. but I, I still don't think they're going to get anything for, like I, I just, every time I, you, look uh, at, every time you look at players that have no movement clause at the end of their thing, when they're like, I want to go here. It means that there's the return is, Terrible. The only way it doesn't work that way is if Kane goes, I don't care where you send me. Or as long as it's if he gets them. Yeah, as long as it's but again, even Kane at half at a contender is there's not a whole But the thing is the thing okay, about but again, Kane is if they get something for him, it might be better than if he walks. 
Oh, it's totally better than yeah. his walks, but it's well, still not. No, you know what? That feels like that's going to be the plan now is to let Caves Tain walk in free agency next summer for nothing because that's the level of execution we're at right now. Uh, Taves is going to ask for a trade before. I, Ta- Taves weirdly, is going to Colorado for nothing, I bet. Yeah, I was going to say, weirdly, Pittsburgh. I always assumed Taves was going to ask oh, for his, I told like, you guys, he's going to replace Malkin. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought he was going to go to Boston. But didn't I didn't I say something about him and Crosby together? I think you like, did. A couple I weeks think ago? you did. I think you did. But <laughs> you guys, the level of manifestation right now. You you want to manifest something good for us? <laughs> oh, why is Sam Bowman trending? Ew. Yuck. That's but, gross. Uh, yeah. Oh, because it's it was a Stan Bowman style trade. Yeah, it's like every. It's almost like Stan Bowman never left. I don't know. The <laughs> only thing that's not Bowman esque about it is that he wasn't a first round pick. Yeah, but I mean, it was pretty much every he traded Saad to second round picks count. Any of his top people, Saad's like in his own category of Bowman fuck ups. It's like the three time like like come on, dude. Like, what are you doing? You know, and like I for the longest time, like I went to institute like the CHGO Sports guys did a, a ban on saying Bowman uh, just across the board. Like they're not gonna say his name anymore. But at, at the same time, it's also like. Like Voldemort. Like the the ramifications, yeah, exactly. But the ramifications of what he did in his last few years as Blackhawks GM is still being felt today. So Stan Bowman's face is on the back. Who's he's on the back of uh, probably on of McDonough. He's I just like in the no, first the back of his head, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with no yeah, nose, yeah, yeah. It's just man, it is. It's just bleak right now. Like um, maybe you know maybe they get some prospects or whatever, and some of them turn out to be pretty good. But it's just. Uh, like I said earlier, my my concern now is just that the people in charge are just as bad as the people that were in charge before, and that that and then that means that this rebuild ultimately will not work. That's where my biggest concern is now. What are the odds they get Andrew Ladd back again? Is he still getting paid a bunch of money? What's Troy Brower doing these days? Maybe Dustin Bufflin wants to come back. Like who? Get, I think Dustin get, Bufflin left get the, the band, country. Get the band back to. Well, he was originally from Minnesota, I believe. No, I but, but I mean, like, I think he got the fuck out of here. He, like oh. disappeared. Yeah, good, good for him. Maybe maybe he's got extra plays. I I'll go there with him. Welcome back to this very strange edition of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. So as I probably mentioned uh, up at the very top, this this half of the recording takes place about two hours after the first half of it. Um, there might be, well, I, I imagine there will be significantly less swearing uh, this time around because... Not a fucking chance. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Mills here, and he might be another beer or two in, so he'll he'll have our F-bomb quota made up. But so since we last talked, um, the Blackhawks made a made a trade. They sent Kirby Doc to Montreal, got the 13th and the 66th overall pick in this year's draft in return. And then with the number seven pick that they got for Debrinket earlier in the day, they drafted defenseman Kevin Korchinski as uh, Mill and I were discussing earlier, a fantastic Chicago name. And then with the number 13th pick, they picked another pretty good Chicago name with Frank Nazar, who's a center out of the U.S. National Development Program. And uh, we just decided to get back together and, and do a little more discussion on this stuff because 
so much more stuff happened. And as Shay was joking earlier, maybe they'll like trade Jonathan Taves in an hour and we'll have to do a third recording later tonight. But uh, at the moment, I think the Hawks might actually be done for the evening. So we just wanted to uh, chime in on some of these other things. So I guess let's, let's talk about the Kirby doc trade first. Cause I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, the two draft picks, um, we'll know their fates more in two or three years when we get to see them uh, develop and how they evolve from here. But uh, the Kirby doc trade, I think is by far the most interesting. When I heard the announcement, I was standing in my living room holding the remote and I dropped the remote out of shock because I can't believe the Hawks got that much back for Kirby doc. And I want to swing this around to Betsy first, because I think your opinion of that trade might've been slightly different than mine. So please go ahead with your thoughts on that. I mean, I don't know why uh, Dylan Strom got traded and he was in a even worse situation as a former number three pick and they got Nick Schmaltz back for him. So, I mean, I think you could have gotten, Doc could have gotten a decent return more than just picks, but I don't know. I, everybody knows I like Doc. Um, I like guys that can transition well and play make. Mm-hmm. I think the Blackhawks, did a disservice to him by rushing him twice, once just to the NHL and then again after his research surgery. But I mean, if they're done with him, then this is fine. That's like a fine return for him. It's lower than what his original pick value was, but I guess that's just where they, that's where they're at right now. Yeah. I guess. Well, yeah, I, 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 I don't think Kirby doc's value had been any lower than it is right now, just because of the nature of um, what happened in his first uh, three years or the three years since he's been drafted. And it's just, it's um, I think you said, I think the Hawks can certainly be uh, part of the blame here for completely mishandling him. And I mean, the the whole World Juniors pre-tournament thing where he broke his wrist and whether or not he should have been there, I feel like that's not even – you can even, like, rule that out or exclude that from the discussion. The the Blackhawks just seem like they never really handled that situation well at the – you know, just they rushed him that first year, the, the return from injury, as you said, Betsy. So I just – it was a combination of things where, I mean, like some fault I think has to land on the player themselves for not – performing i guess oh uh, for but, sure but the hawks You're so also, polite <laughs> but the hawks also just didn't help him at all no so and i, I will so- i'll say this i i have a i'm a big fan of saying patience and like let players work through their issues maybe and even like like maybe this would happen like happen but with debrinket gone you know kane and taves maybe not long for the blackhawks world who knows I don't even know if it's a good situation for Doc to be on the Blackhawks next season. Maybe it would be better for him to go to another team, one, because change of scenery, and two, like maybe they'll actually develop him. But um, either way, I, I it's fine that he's gone. Um, I don't mind the return. I just also am not a huge fan of getting rid of guys when they're at their lowest. That's just not my thing. <laughs> I think I think on that, on that note, this just reinforces the fact that they just want to get everybody the fuck out of there. That's not their like <laughs> Davidson's own guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think I said that earlier, like it, it is a little weird that it seems like they're just anybody that, you know, anybody that we didn't invite to this party has got to get the fuck out. Right. And um, I don't, I don't feel one way or the other about it, but cause I, I agree with Betsy, like you shouldn't trade people at their lowest, 
But it just seems like they don't want anybody, and he wasn't doing them any favors. I mean, fuck, if you're going to trade Debrinket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, if, if Debrinket can go, anybody can go. And, and like, it, I, I've seen the discussion of it. it is a little weird that they're trading a 21-year-old in a rebuild. But I don't know. I just – there was – there was so much bad, just bad atmosphere and environment around Kirby Doc just because I, it seemed like the, the fan base had soured on him a little bit. And sometimes it even felt like the team itself had soured on him. So, well, how um, much time did we waste talking about him? <laughs> well, a lot. Well, he's, I a number, mean, he's a number three pick. Like, but for somebody who's gone at 21 years old, yeah. I feel like I like us four collectively talked about him for fucking hours. Yeah, it's because he's he was the only top pick for a really long time. You know, it was yeah. they, they went like half a decade between picking <laughs> decent players. I mean, that's just a fact. So, and by I the mean, way, I like yeah. I I'd assumed that Kirby Doc was going to get another contract. So that means the statistic will continue to live on that the last first round pick that the Blackhawks gave a second contract to remains Patrick Kane. And there are going to be a <laughs> lot of clearance jerseys and t-shirts at the Madhouse store. A lot. <laughs> Shay, you chimed in briefly, but I'm sure you had more thoughts on Kirby Doc. So go right ahead. Yeah. It's just, was he uh, like, it, the year he was drafted, everybody sort of heard, like the one major criticism of Kirby Doc was like he's in, he was inconsistent, and there was a period of time where like he had a point drought in his mm-hmm. WHL draft season, and that was like looked at skeptically. And I think now we can looking back on it, we can honestly say for a reason, like he like is nothing but sort of streaky, or was nothing but streaky in Chicago. Um, do I think he's still got like the toolbox? Yeah, I think he's got the good uh, toolbox to be a true number two center in this league. Do I think he was the number one they dra- They thought they drafted? No. Was was he better than Bowen Byram or Trevor Zegras, both of whom were drafted after him? No. Yeah, the um, Bo- the Bowen Byram thing is going to be like just a meme feels like for the next ten years because Bowen Byram very much looked the part in Colorado this postseason. So yeah, if he stays Ooh. healthy, yeah, he <laughs> got bad concussion. History, that's true that's true he does have- he stays healthy though man yeah yeah it, it, it i think that just all goes back to uh stan bowman's really really poor draft history and that's gonna be something that maybe yeah. davidson can if if davidson's gonna stick around we're gonna see uh because <laughs> he made one bad tra- trade and then made up for it with the second yeah. um he- like if, if he's gonna stick around that's gonna be something that judges his tenure is how can he how well does he draft and well, that- I, I guess that's what, uh, and Shay, I'll, I'll ask you this first, like kind of a grade thing. Um, I, I hate the grade system, but it's just, it's kind of, I guess it's the best way to, um, to, to properly express this. Like the disappointment that you felt after the Debrinket trade, how much of that is a, how much of that was offset by what I, I, I thought was a very positive move in the Kirby Doc trade in terms of what they got back for him. So like if you had to give an overall grade after those two trades, where would you be at? Cause I, I, I got asked this on the, the CHGO show and I get, I threw out a C and I, I felt like just kind of average with, and that which uh, with a grade that could very much be shifted based off what becomes of these draft picks. So I think, about- I think there are two very different draft picks. So number seven, I'm going to give, well, no, 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 it's it's more just like the the overall, I guess, like the overall performance of today, not oh. just the draft picks. Oh. We'll, we'll get to the draft picks in a second, 
but just like evaluating the the trades. And if you want to throw the draft picks in there too, although I, I always struggle to get too deep into draft uh, draft grades right now, because I can tell you, I ain't watched a second of the Seattle Thunderbirds or the U S development team. So I don't know much about Korchinski or Nazar that wasn't in a highlight reel. I am still so low on the Debrinkat trade. That's going to be a high D plus okay. low C minus for me. Betsy, where, where would you land on that scale? The solid C for me. Um, Debrinkat's trade was terrible. Um, Doc's trade was fine. I don't like, I, I love Nazar. Okay. I actually think that he there we probably go. fell a little bit. Cause I think he should have gone top 10. Did he, um, did he fall because of his size? Like he's not the, he's like I don't even, 10, I don't think he, I don't know if he technically fell because like most people, his consolidated um, rank was right around 10, but people had him going everywhere from eight to like 17th, you know, like he was one of those players that like, NHL scouting had him ranked as 21. Like, so there were people who just really didn't like him or people who really did. Um, more people really did, but I don't, uh, I just, Kevin is not my cup of tea. Um, and I like fast offensive skaters normally, but I don't even think he was the best defenseman left left on the board at that point. But Mostly because when he does something bad, he does it real bad. Okay, like real bad. So yeah, there there was a video of him like the the opposing team gets the puck. Like there's a skater he gets the puck. The blue at the his own blue line. He starts skating towards the red line, and Korchinski comes flying in from the right side of the screen, and the like the four takes like three strides, goes pivots around Korchinski, and takes off for a breakaway. It looks I mean, really, it looks like beer league shit. I'm like, Oh, that's, I'm there's, there's a lot of other really good highlights, but the bad one, as you said, Betsy was really bad. Yeah. I just, they, they, I just, it, they reached for Nolan last year and then they reached for this. Like, I just don't, I think the, I think Davidson got into his head that he was going to pick a defenseman and it wasn't the best player available on the board. It's just, they, a but he got, game. but he got his guy, Betsy. He got that's he got told it, Emily Kaplan at on ESPN, we got our guy again. He's uh, okay. A as, as Betsy has said in our chat, he is a lawyer. He is a liar. <laughs> B uh, again, Corvinci Cor- uh, seven's fucking <laughs> response to being drafted seven was, Oh my God. Yeah. He, uh, he, he was the last C, person in that building that expected that to happen. It was C, kind of funny. I personally am affected by this because I, Somewhat near myself after this man, he take, he keeps taking the Lord's name in vain. Oh, he you keeps know, comparing himself to Shay Theodore and how dare he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, I will. I'll say too that the fact the the kid that I actually wanted them to pick, Ezerman got next. Um, Casper, I really wanted him, and then uh, they actually picked the defenseman. I think the Blackhawks wanted with the original Blackhawks pick at number six. Um, so I think it was actually like a, sh- a little bit of a shit show all around right there. So just Mill, uh, Mill, what about you? And actually you got, I'll get Mill's grade. Then I, I have a tweet to read. So my grade is going to be an incomplete and, uh, <laughs> give, I'm going to give you a 10 day extension on the assignment, Mr. Oh, Davidson, sweet. because you know, in all seriousness, here's the thing. 
I agree that trading to is not great. He's only 24, et cetera, et cetera. We all know that. However, by the time it fucking matters, which <laughs> when will that be? We don't know this could end up being fun. I'm not saying it will yeah. be, but it's hard for me to be so pissed when I know they're going to suck with or without the brink it next year. They're going to suck. So it's hard for me to say, you know, I mean, if this and, and you guys know how I am, if, if Korchinski sucks, I'll be the first one to drill him. If, if Korchinski becomes a, a, a top pairing defenseman for the next decade, it'll it'll soothe it, the loss for this sure. This is here. This is something I just want to say, because Dave brought this up. I think last podcast, maybe you were talking about the guys that they got for uh, Chelios. Yeah. And if you oh, look <laughs> a little bit after that, if you look at the early 2000s Hawks, they traded some really good players that they, you know, Steve Sullivan, um, Daze, like, et cetera, et cetera. And later on in comes Seabrook, Keith, you know, et cetera. And I know Taves and Kane, those are, you know, you got to roll the dice. Those are lottery guys. But it's just hard when you're looking at the window of time for when they can be competitive because it's going to take a whole fucking team. It's, it's very hard for me to... It's, I'm more or less pissed because I like to bring it. You know what I mean? Not because yeah. I think he's going to make that much of a difference next year. If anything, I'm happy for him. He might have a better season uh, with the team. Yeah. I mean, the, the best example of that that I can give you, Mill, and and famously, uh, Alexander Karpatsev, who is no longer with us, so we don't want to speak too ill yeah, of him. Sky Point. He was famously berated on a Blackhawks broadcast by Pat Foley just right. after the Hawks traded him. The Hawks traded him to the New York Islanders for a fourth-round pick in 2005. Do you know who that pick became? That's Nicholas uh, Yalmers. No, it's, it, yeah, Yalmers. it's yeah, it's Yalmers. It Alexander yeah. Karpatsev became Nicholas Yalmers. That's so what I'm at, saying. So if Alex Debrinket becomes the next version of Nicholas well, Yalmers, then you'll survive. But the yeah. thing is, these these things all have it's like paper trails, right? When you mm-hmm. really look into it. Trade so trade. to me, it's like trade Korch- trees, exactly. Yeah, right. So it's like Korchinski. I don't fucking know. Hopefully, he's good. <laughs> but but it's like the the weird thing is and i think betsy kind of brought this up when we were talking about the hegel trade it's like you might end up getting a guy who's really not that great in the first round but you might end up with a fourth round pick out of that and you know i know they traded fourth round picks but that could be the better player it's it's hard to tell so for me i'm just i'm saying incomplete because as far as how much do i like it man not very much maybe a maybe a c but but by the time it matters, I will have an answer for you. Yeah. I just, I hope it, uh, I hope at least one of those guys works. One of these first round picks. Hey, yeah. And, and, and I, I, like, like, just look at like the long term picture. Like, one of these first round picks needs to be on this team for the next 10, 15 look, years. Look, I want to say this too the shit that, that these guys had, these shit highlights that you were talking about, like mm-hmm. taking runs, the guys all that, that's coachable. But oh, hopefully. But no, it is if they're yeah. if they have the right coaches. But speed is not coachable. So I like that the idea that they're going for guys who can skate and who can move. I mean, yeah. tell that to Eric Gustafson. Or <laughs> well, ah. well, I agree with you, Betsy, hundred thousand percent. I'm the biggest like get him out of here. But I think it's too late for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even like he's like I don't know. Uh, I just I for somebody like me who really enjoys watching defenders who are not scared to jump into the action and go straight forward Mm. and transition really well for someone like me to be like, okay, but what about everything else? 
<laughs> it's a little because well, I'm like you. I am very much a you can train that. Some of those mistakes that kid makes are like the same thing with Nolan. Uh, his problem was always puck handling, and he's worked on it. But like sometimes he makes mistakes that are not just he has bad hands. It's his brain doesn't compute how to puck <laughs> handle the puck properly. I, I, That's the way this looks like. It's like, I'm hoping it's not a brain issue and that you are correct that it is a <laughs> developmental well, issue. issue. I, no, uh, I, I like, agree I with like you. the way you worded that. That's I funny. just think fundamentals have been lost among a lot of people because they expect guys going into the pros to have fundamentals. But the pro game is so fast. You almost have to like redevelop that. But yeah. if you play fundamental hockey, it's like, look at the good defensive teams in this league. They don't do wild shit, you yeah. know? And, and Tyler Johnson talked about that specifically and towards the end of the season about, like, how, like, the best thing that John Cooper does is he has his team play a simple game, but they just play it really well. Yeah, and to be fair to uh, Korczynski, he's going to be in the – he's going to continue to be in the WHL probably – and at the very least, that's a better defensive league than some of the other yeah. um, junior leagues. So, you know, and, and I, I don't know how much this, this means, but like the one, one thing that I do like out of Korczynski is that he's what, 17 years old? Uh, yeah, he is one of the youngest. Okay. Yeah, he, he, no, he's, he turned 18. He just turned 18, ago. yeah. Okay, so in his age 17 season, so he's playing against guys that are at or slightly above his age in the WHL last season, and he still posted 65 points in 67 games, including 61 assists. Yeah. And then he went into the playoffs and had 19 points in six in 25 games. So if he takes those numbers and takes another step forward next season, like if he, if he goes back to the WHL next season, he just needs to run that league. And yeah. I think this is kind of goes back to the Kirby doc point a little bit that like he didn't get that season. Like he was pretty good in his last season in the juniors, but he didn't have that season where uh, he he goes back and just runs the show. Like there's, I, I think you've made this point before, Betsy. Like there's just something, there's some sort of mental thing that you get that uh, boost of confidence or whatever when you you go to a league and just absolutely torch it like some of these prospects do. Um, and if if uh, Korczynski can do that in the WHL, that would bode well for next season. So I mean, hell, maybe put up a hundred points next season. Who gives a shit? Give me. <laughs> Quick thing, though, uh, when you started talking about his age, I immediately thought about every argument that was ever made for Adam Boquist because it's the same, <laughs> yeah. same situation. Although he, he was, was in the OHL, right? I, yeah, but he was the youngest yeah. player in his draft. And it was all like, well, look at what he's doing at 17 in comparison. But again, <laughs> the development process was way different. I, I think Boquist should have stayed in. I think he was rushed to the... Um, so, so what me. you're you're trying to tell me the Hawks just drafted Adam Boquist again? Is that what is that where we're at? It's another Adam <laughs> Boquist situation. So hopefully they treat um, Korchinski better, okay. and it works out. I, I do want to throw this out there, Korchinski. Not I, I know he's smaller and a little different, but it reminds me of kind of where they took Seabrook. Seabrook and, was 14th, I believe. He was early, yeah, something like that. But, like, how it was, like, he was kind of all over the place. But back then, he was a bigger guy who could move, and they liked that. 
mm-hmm. because the game, the style of the game was different. There was the two line pass still. Yeah, and Korchinski's uh he's six two, I believe. He's not huge, he's not as big as he but you know he's what I'm saying. Six two one six uh, one eighty five. So that's, that's not bad. I mean but, and he and he's only eighteen, so if he you know get him a few stakes and he can put on another 10, 15 but pounds the of muscle. Thing- the thing I thought about, though, when I started thinking about Seabrook's draft, I was like, holy shit, this fucking kid wasn't born yet. Oh, don't do that to me. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, his birth year is 2004. That's insane. Oh, man. <laughs> I was, I was preparing for my last year of high school. Oh, God. Yep. All right. Show's over, folks. We're going home. He was born during the no, lockout. Yeah. Well, we, we got it. Okay. okay wait, right. before we go, ahead, go home, I have, I have a tweet to read. I, uh, from Piero Lebrun. I was in- well. Hang on. I was going to come back to that in a second, and uh, okay. I just wanted to, before we do that. Is anyone else have any Frank Nazar thoughts before we move on to um, uh, other? Love matters? him. Fast okay. skater. Absolutely. A- electric skater. I believe I saw. Yeah. That. Was apparently, a hell of a player. Fast, like five ten. So he's not tiny. Like that was like his his what like the one consideration people have put into him is like his size. Again, he's 5'10". In today's NHL, that's not small. It's bigger than Kane. I was going to... It's bigger than Debrick. (laughs) I was going to say, despite... He's really fast, but I think one of the qualities that's overlooked sometimes when watching him is that he does know how to slow the game down despite being super fast. He does that thing that Kane does, like Zegras does, that some of these players that, you know, they're just... They're smart. They they can make the defender come to them and then Mm. pass away from them like to other players very well. He does that maybe not as well as either one of those two, obviously not as well as, as Kane. I don't know about Zegers, but um, it, it's one of those qualities that I think is bull in players. And he's one of the ones that does it extremely well in that program this past year. Um, I liked watching him play more than I did Cooley and I like Cooley a lot. So um, also Howard was really good. That, that team was a decent team. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I'll, I would echo the, the word electric with skater as someone, one of the scouts uh, described him. I, I, I enjoy that word. That's, that could be fun to watch. Uh, Shay Mill, any Frank Nazar thoughts before I we... just got Luis Mendoza. <laughs> Very good looking skater. What do you think? <laughs> Shay, what about you? Anything else? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm high on, I think it's the best thing they've, they've done all day. Right. I think the czar is at 13 is a great thing. All right. So that's, that's, we can, we can end this portion of the discussion, at least on a positive note that maybe they, they got some good at 13. Uh, but uh, Shay, I think I know where you're going with this tweet. So go ahead and read it. Okay. Pure uh, per Pierre Lebrun asked agent Pat Brisson about his client, Patrick Kane and his NHL future in lieu of today's trades by the rebuilding Blackhawks. Brisson said, they're not going to make any decisions or comments at this point. And a lot of people on Blackhawks Twitter are reacting to that by saying, "He gone." <laughs> well, that's um, I that just raises my uh, uh, curiosity about. I assume they had to know, right? Like Taves and Kane had to be aware. I mean, even if they didn't hear it straightly from Davidson. Uh, if they turned on the NHL network at any point in the last month, every trade rumor was all about Alex to So they had to know it was at least a possibility. Um, I just wonder how much they knew about the probability that he was going to go. Um, but it's that, that certainly seems like a, uh, I mean, a suggestion you, that they're not thrilled about it. Did you guys see that like Alex to and Dylan Strom both were on, uh, I know we, 
we don't really talk about them very much. But she, there was a there was a Twitter space that they were jumped in that was yeah they were Alice told- Debrinket trade rumors and Strowman <laughs> Debrinket were in there. Yes. So I'm like, yeah, Kane and Taves obviously. I'm, we're I mean, in the loop anyway. Kane and Debrinket were probably texting each other this afternoon before the trade. Like I, I assume they like they they're you know Kane they're, they're not that. Oh hey, so. The Leafs are trading Mrazek to the Blackhawks for the number oh. 25. Holy shit. And the number, th- what? And, but they're trading. Okay. I'm just saying this very poorly. I think they're trading the 38th overall. It's the number the 25th and P- Peter Mrazek. The Hawks? So, yeah. So the Hawks oh, are so trading. They got a goalie. They're, they're trading that second round pick. They're trading back into the first round. And they're also getting Peter Morazic out of it. Yeah. Yes. I told you guys they're going to take a contract. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do another episode. But wait, how are they taking the con- Like, I get they're taking a contract, but why wouldn't they also, why are they giving up a second round pick for it too? Because they're, they're trading up to the 25th. Davidson, so what? Davidson the, the, is, the, the Leafs have to get rid of Morazic. Shouldn't that be a cap dump? Why? Morazic is still, I think, somewhat good. He was look he was here. not good in Toronto. Sharp, but, look at what Patrick Sharp got as a trade pick. Right, but the Blackhawks still need a goaltender. They don't have anybody under contract. They no, don't the, want to be good, though. So what is it? No. David, okay. Davidson in this draft is just like McLovin trying to go to the liquor store. He's like, damn, I should have wore the vest. <laughs> If one keeps rethinking his life, gangsters, what's yeah, up? So, uh, so there's your Blackhawks goalie for next season, Peter Morazic, and it's uh, number twenty-three. Uh, the Blues okay. just picked twenty-third, so the Hawks are going to be in two spots. They're going to have their third first-round pick of the night. What, when what Davidson, when Davidson said he really wanted a first-round pick in this draft, he really fucking meant it. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was like, he was like, yo, like D- Davidson with the hat trick. He hey, was like, uh, what that- number is this one? 25. <laughs> okay. That was the number 25 pick. Oh, tweet from Scott Matt. Like, hey, look, Toronto finally got out of the first round. Uh, oh, hey. That's, that's, that's well done. Leaf's going to leave. So, uh, so I can't I believe even- the Blackhawks were on Mrazek's no trade clause list, though. He said, get me the fuck out of here. Well, okay, here's the thing. Again, they might, like, he might have been like, yeah, they need a, they need a goaltender. I'll play. I'll get to play hockey. Maybe they'll yeah. buy the motherfucker well, out. And, and well, if he, and if, I mean, if he plays well enough, I know he's under contract for this season and the next at a 3.8 million cap it. But if he plays well, you maybe, like, and you flip him at the deadline that? for picks and prospects. Poor and, Gene Honda yeah. trying to announce this lineup next year. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I don't think it's a bad, I was getting annoyed because they, I don't think they should have had to put in another high pick like a pick that close i think they could have put their third in and it should have worked that's a great trade honestly they need a goalie I, yeah, for next I, year I, and, and they got a better very pick weird. i i still think that the 38 shouldn't have been the pick but otherwise it doesn't really matter in this draft i i know that the british is kind of sucks but this guy seems like he's trying to climb jacob's ladder right now <laughs> like davis is just like you know keep it going well uh well they should have traded Murphy and like everybody else, man, should just get on out of here. I don't think he's done. Oh, I don't think so either, but I hope maybe they get like prospects instead. Uh, That's probably, yeah, that's probably, I mean, that'd be nice, but who knows? That might be worked out afterwards. It's hard to tell this guy and we don't know much about him, right? 
Yeah, it's 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 just it's this is insane. This this whole day is crazy. I, at least it's not boring. No, I that that is the one thing. Like these two or three days will be very exciting because <laughs> once we get to the season, this this first season is gonna suck. Like it's it's not gonna be great because of all the uh, like it's just it's gonna be a very rough season and there's not going to be. Like I feel like a lot of the players that are going to be on the ice next season are players who are just there to take up a roster spot and are not long-term options for the team. So, right? Aren't the Hawks in Colorado for the banner raising too? They are. They open the season against the Avalanche. Holy fuck! They're gonna get their fucking asses kicked again. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna take Brad Lambert with this pick. Well, mark my words. What position does he play? He's center. a center. Oh, no, I don't want Lambert. You know what, Lambert? I'm I'm very intrigued by Lambert. What about what about Seamus Casey? Just a, a great. I assume that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I feel like they're due for an Irishman. It is Chicago? We have they our got, Scotsman. They got the Polish guy already. You know? I was originally think I was. I'm still interested in the Swedes, but I guess if they could go get them at 39. The Swede that they need is Johnny Oduya behind the bench. <laughs> yeah, we 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 talked about that about for the mailbag episode. That's that's the next Blackhawk Stanley Cup winning coach, right? And we all love him so much. Yes, yes. Well, uh, they haven't announced it on ESPN that the Blackhawks are on the clock, but uh, well, they're gonna what twenty five. Yeah. Well, I, I assume that's Gary Bettman's about to walk to the microphone. Aren't they still on the Wild? Don't the Wild? The Wild just picked uh, Danila Yurov from. A place in Russia that I cannot pronounce, so I'm not. Magnitogorsk, oh. dude. That was the guy that I left off my list. So I was like, "There's no way anybody's picking a Russian that high," even though he's probably a top ten talent. Remember when uh, Kyle, when Kyle Davidson was pissed, or Kyle Dubas was pissed at Kyle Davidson for uh, leaking the Mark Andre Fleury news? So, so I guess they're okay now. I I, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bizarre set of circumstances because um, I did. The leak didn't it come out of Toronto initially anyway? Yes, it had to have. The, the Toronto is as, as like a fountain of leaks. Like they love to do that. <laughs> and well, wasn't it also through Drager, who is very clearly yes, a Toronto person? Yes, there is no way. Drager has never had an inside for Chicago in his life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not pretend that didn't come from him. Um Okay, so who's he, who are they gonna pick? I want a Swede. Chesley would be good. Is he still on the board? Did he get taken off? He didn't, right? Chesley? No, he didn't. He's good. But Galter's gone, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna this. I I, I looked at very little, um, very little draftings because as of this morning, the Hawks didn't have a first round pick. After the Debrinka trade, I looked at like some of the top ten guys because it seemed like they might land. Um, it seemed like, you know, to see who they might get at number seven, 13 and 25 don't have a fucking clue who any of these people are. I'm going to assume, like, I would pick a defenseman here, but that's just me. But that's because I really like both the two. Well, see, um, I'm, I'm yeah, still, I might take Howard. I'm just. Oh, it's Howard. Like, okay, so Howard is interesting. Howard would be good. I, why did I think he got. Oh, there's also another Slovakian player on there. Um, uh, Philip Messar, Messar, um, Messar, yeah, yeah, 
He Sometimes doesn't. I feel like they all put the whoever's left name in a hat and just pick one. Um, There's not a lot of rhyme or reason. Like, fucking, uh, the one dude dropped so low today. Right? Uh, and Shane, to, right? Yeah. And according to LeBron, uh, the Blackhawks have not... Uh, did not retain any any set or the Maple Leafs did not retain any salary, so the oh Blackhawks will have his full what? contract. I literally spoke about that to earlier today. That's so funny. The, made, did you just made, see the pick come across, Betsy? Yes. Is that your reaction? Well, okay. <laughs> I have. I don't. I don't know this is kid it, very is well. It, is it Del Belbolas? No, he. It's Sam Renzel from Minnesota. That so, is he, not in the top ten picks on the. ESPN thing. He uh, played in like a high school. Oh my god! <laughs> when was the last time the the Blackhawks took in a, a, a high school player who was actually any good? Well, he played. He played in. The, yeah, he was a high school. He was in, on the Waterloo Blackhawks too, but like in the USHL. Yeah, he's big, six four, dude. Oh god, damn it! Yeah, this stop seems... drafting for size. I thought they learned their lesson with Nazar. I just, I just got a message from my brother. <laughs> It's good business, but man, they're going to be rotten for a couple of years. <laughs> I was like, no, that's putting it lightly, Steve. Let's see. Uh, if you don't know what to do with this pick, just don't fucking get it. <laughs> a tweet from Ben Pope of the Sun Times. Renzel stock has risen a lot in recent months. He's a long-term project prospect, but so is his whole team. He played high school hockey in Minnesota, and he's going to play at the University of Minnesota. They could have gotten him at 38. <laughs> You, you you know you know you know uh, what long term project means. He's not going to be an NHLer. Well, it means that you shouldn't waste a first round necessarily a first round pick on him. Um. Uh, I mean, who the fuck knows what any of these guys are? So that just means that Davidson thinks that they're going to be good in ten years. It's not encouraging for us, though. I'm not going to lie. I just don't know enough about him other than. Yeah, it's uh, it's it certainly seems like a, a a certain reach. Um, like if you go down the go to his elite prospects page, uh, he's ranked number thirty two by EliteProspects.com, sixty two by FC Hockey, thirty one by Bob McKenzie, twenty eight by McKean's Hockey, thirty seven by TSN, nineteenth uh, among North American skaters by NHL Central Scouting. Uh, I see a fifty three, a thirty seven, a forty eight, a forty three, and a fifty four. So. You sound like the guy reading the lottery numbers on the news. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a whole lot of not 25. So this seems like another guy that the Blackhawks really seem to like and want and got. Well, good for them. <laughs> what do they have against Sweden? Why know. didn't they give any of the Swedish guys? Uh well, because the, the Hawks European scouting used to be the the where it was at. Like so, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just I I can't form an opinion on it really, other than I think it was a reach. Off. It's hard. It's hard because it's like, what are any of these guys? You're telling me you weren't watching any high school uh, hockey in Minnesota this year, Betsy? Is that the? Nope. <laughs> Damn. Other than being. This is like when they they did uh, they drafted Harding, and I was like, the only thing I had on him was that he was big, very <laughs> tall. <laughs> this kid isn't that tall. He's six four, which is tall, but not Harding tall or Creever tall. Yeah. Peter Morazic. 
Yeah. Well, hopefully they flip. But the thing is, is that Mrazic's going to be playing behind a crap team. So how are they going to flip him for anything good? Um, well, maybe maybe he's just gonna he's just gonna wear it for this season and the next. He's just gonna eat that uh, uh, eight eighty save percentage and three and a half goals against average for the next two years because somebody's gonna get three and a half million to do it. So it might as well be Mrazic. His card, his player card, is a decent high danger, decent low danger, really terrible mid danger, zero percent. Like, how do you even? Every time I see a zero in anybody's card, I'm like, how does that happen? I mean, I know somebody has to be the worst at something. But <laughs> well, um, I guess that's uh, a bit of a dud of, to, to end the day. But as 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 uh, Faxes from Uncle Dale says, the grainier the footage, the more perverted the pick. <laughs> There's some grainy, <laughs> grainy footage on Sam Rizzo. The old, uh, let, me, let me tell you. The old, uh, the old prospect perverts. God, look, it, this move. If it looks like it's from the Chicago Stadium and it smells like cigarettes, you're in good shape. Okay, so one out of three of the first round picks, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm just giving it all an incomplete because I, you guys know how I am by now. I might yeah. like, I might like them, or I might just be like, get them the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm 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 at the point with the Hawks where it's just like I have no patience. Yeah. This well, is this is like when Boston had three picks in a row and they only in the first round and everybody was like they could get Barzell, uh Keller and so I can't remember who the last person was in a row and then they didn't pick any of those guys. Mm-hmm. I think they just got DeBrusque. Yeah, I he's, he's fine. Hawks are going to be taking the ice to complicated by Avril Levine for the next 2 years. <laughs> Because oh. <laughs> there's there's Please no other way to that. there's no other way to fucking describe this team. <laughs> it's com- they changed their status to it's complicated. <laughs> James Myrtle was like, "What a great trade for the Leafs to disappear two years of that Morazic deal to move back just thirteen spots is wild, because it is. I Another like I said, it's I'm- not a bad trade in general. Just they could have gotten that kid at thirty eight, and you can't convince me otherwise." No. Another trade to announce, by the way. Not involving the Blackhawks. Okay. Cassian, Cassian to Arizona with number 29, a future second, and a future third for number 32. Who gives a shit about Zach Cassian? <laughs> the Coyotes, clearly. He Why? He's a fuckhead. I mean, the 39's not. But, I mean, it's a cap dump, too. It's some <laughs> kind of dump. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, so fuck that guy. Well, uh... Sorry, not to go no, off no, on a mean no. note. I think, but you know what, Mel? I think that tells me. I think it's about time to put a pin on all this discussion. And when, when, when we're getting to that part of the thing, we're all getting a little punch drunk. I think from everything Sounds that's happening. Sounds good. Today. Happy draft day. It, what? What a fucking day, though. My God, like just the absolute topsy turvy roller coaster. This is this is one of the crazy. This reminds me of that day four or five years ago when within a half an hour of each other, the Hawks traded. Uh, Jalmerson and Panarin and everyone inside and everything like all of that happened in like a 45 minute span. And then the Hawks made a bunch of picks. That oh, night. I went to the but, draft that night. Yeah. Oh, that's when the draft was in Chicago, right? Yeah. I went yeah. there wearing my side. No, I didn't wear my side jersey, but I remember being like, Oh, I could wear my side Jersey again. Yeah. Oh, I, well. I had the same thing. All right. Well, any other, uh, any other final burning thoughts before I wrap this all up? 
to, to from the rest of the panel. Congratulations to Wardlow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, we we got our wrestling talking. Very well done, Shay, Betsy. Any, anything from you two? No. No, give, 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 give me the inevitable cane trade already. Yeah, we're right. going to be back on the horn in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes next. Uh, we'll, we'll have we'll have some more content for you over at secondcityhockey.com whenever the Hawks do whatever it is they're going to do next because they're going to do something next. Uh, but thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, I'm on Twitter at DML57. Mills at Mill182. Shepard is at Jehosa's Witness now. I, I got that correct this time. Uh, Betsy's not on Twitter, but she's at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR. The main account is at 2ND City Hockey. And again, secondcityhockey.com is where you can find all our stuff. And we'll we'll keep writing with whatever it is the Hawks do next, because I'm sure it'll be something. And uh, we'll talk to you then. I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, 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 the ring of fire.